Richard, I'm excited for us to be talking today about Mental Health Awareness Month. That's May. May. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, we first want to apologize that we missed the podcast last week. Uh, we were going to do this yeah, podcast last week, but um, sometimes life happens and interrupts everything that you have planned. Well, <clears throat> um, in fact, it's been heartwarming in some ways because some um, listeners and viewers have been writing in saying, yeah. hey, where are you guys? We miss you. We yeah. got... got uh, used to following you daily or weekly mm -hmm. and um, some people are saying hey what's going on you know let, yeah. let us know life happens it does what happened that life with life whether whether we wanted to or not life happens sometimes and so yeah so we were we were not able to record last week but right. we are glad to be here this week to talk a little bit about mm -hmm. mental health awareness month um, what we do during mental health awareness month again is just to kind of bring the awareness about mental health issues we, we look to um, sort of address, each week is, is a different um, focus. Mm -hmm. And so there's a week that focuses on, you know, child and adolescent mental health, a week that focuses on men's mental health and, and right. so on. So, um, but we're gonna talk about Mental Health uh, Awareness Month in general, but we're also going to talk about a different article mm -hmm. that, that emphasizes the difference between mental health and emotional health, because right. I think that that is going to be a fascinating topic. Right. We had begun preparing uh, this podcast for uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, we've been observing uh, May as Mental Health Awareness Month since 1949. Right. Uh, many people aren't even aware of that. Um, and one of the things that we typically hear about during Mental Health Awareness Month are the statistics, you right. know, that 20% of mm -hmm. adults and 15 or 18% of children. Um, the other thing we become aware of is that mental health issues are really issues that begin in childhood and adolescence right. and persist into adulthood. Um, and then as we were doing the research, um, we suddenly ran into this article about not confusing mental health with emotional health. Right. Um, that caught our attention. Yeah. And so um, while we want to acknowledge May as Mental Health Month, I think it's important for us to talk about the distinction uh, some people don't make the distinction, right. but we think that it's an important distinction to make. Um, suddenly my eyes were opened a little bit, mm -hmm. my vistas were broadened a little when I read this article. And so we wanted to pass this information along to viewers because yeah. it might be useful. Right, yeah. because um, look, the, the idea, um, again, behind Mental Health Awareness Month, just like the ideas behind you know, Autism Awareness Month or you know, um, right. any, any other um, awareness, it is to help bring it to the forefront so that it's on our minds because mm -hmm. we need to sort of rid ourselves of the, of the stigma of the, of the negative um, perspective right. uh, of some of these things and, and so that we bring it into the, the forefront of our conversation and, right. and you know, express some of these concerns right. and issues. And before we, before we get into that distinction, uh, just a final comment about Mental Health right. Awareness Month is that this year's campaign is about mind and body working together, right. okay? And it's something that we practice here um, in, in our work yeah. where we talk to um, our clients or our patients about the um, value of nutrition, mm -hmm. sleep, exercise, and managing stress. Right. Okay? And that's what, it, as it turns out, that's what this year's campaign is about, mm -hmm. is you have to take care of your body right. along with your mind. They, they work together and you can't separate the mm -hmm. two. And so this year's campaign stresses the importance of managing um, these 
these um, four right. important issues yeah. and how they relate to uh, keeping a first of all you keep a balance but if you want to be mentally healthy mm -hmm. you have to be physically healthy absolutely you can't do one without the other yeah so, so that that integration we of mind and body is is really important because right. for so long we, we we had this sort of dualistic approach and right. perspective that the mind was so somehow separate from the brain and mm -hmm. separate from the body and and we know that those two things are actually yeah. very intricately connected and many people today are still living a life that um, they ab either abuse their body or mm -hmm. they neglect their body right okay either they're abusing it with drugs or alcohol or not enough sleep or um, they're they're putting things into that um, processed foods right. sugars those mm -hmm. sorts of things that are almost toxic mm -hmm. to your physical body are going to affect your mental health because Absolutely. the you know you you've most of you have heard of the gut-brain connection mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you if you damage the gut you're going to compromise your mental health I mean, you just can't avoid uh, doing that right. you can also neglect your body if you right. don't exercise or if you don't eat right if the things right. you don't do uh, so if you're neglecting your body that's a problem if you're abusing your body that's a problem absolutely so that's what this year's campaign is about don't abuse don't neglect uh, your body because otherwise you are going to compromise your mental health absolutely mm -hmm. so um, so as we're talking about that the I think that th that's this is where the other article comes into right. play very very nicely because it differentiates mental health from emotional health right and, and and I think that the distinction is pretty important because we tend to associate mental health with mental illness and and that stigma right. of um, uh, of impairment and of um, uh, of some type of de uh, deficiency or deficit right. or um, being an, defective in some way an organic right brain-based deficit right right that's right that's how we we tend to think of mental health as something mm -hmm. permanent and um, that you you can't do anything right. about it. And for example, schizophrenia right. would fall into that mm -hmm. category of something that's brain based, mm -hmm. and it doesn't get better over time. Right. It's not just it's not going to come and go. We right. talk about things like depression, and it's funny when you read the statistics about depression. You always hear about at any one time, right. this many people will be depressed. Mm -hmm. But it comes and goes, right? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. You might be depressed for a time, and then it goes away. Right. That's not the case with schizophrenia. It right. doesn't come and go. Right. Anxiety and, comes and goes. Right. And and, and what's important <coughs> with that, and, and even with, um, but even if we think about anxiety and depression and some of those things, is that we do know that there are different types. So there there is depression. We've all at, at well, most of us, right. uh, the vast majority of us have at some point or another experienced a depressive sim mm. depressive symptoms, um, yeah. if not a depressive episode. Um, you know, yeah. it didn't necessarily impair our functioning, it didn't keep us from going to work or anything like that, but we were extremely sad, we were withdrawn, we didn't want to interact with others, we didn't have any motivation, right. we, we weren't seeking pleasurable activities and, and those kinds of things. Uh, the same thing with anxiety. There are certainly times when we are all um, experiencing uh, elevations in our stress levels to mm -hmm. the point where we have some anticipatory anxiety and right. some stress about some event or something that we're, mm -hmm. we, we have to do. Um, but that's not necessarily a mental illness. Right. You know, you can experience those things without having a mental illness or a, men mm -hmm. a mental health condition. Um, and that's where we're falling into an emotional health uh, circumstance. Where right. we, you know, certainly there is something going on within our, within our emotions that's making it difficult for us to to deal with something or to cope with something that's happening in our life, mm -hmm. and that is a is a very um, 
that's a very different animal than a mental health condition. You know, when I when I first encountered this article, it, it was one of those aha moments right. because you're thinking, geez, I've, I've thought about this before, but I never clarified my right. own thinking on the issue. And what happens to us personally is what you said, is that we uh, periodically experience symptoms mm -hmm. of any depression, right. anxiety. Um, we all have those days or times mm -hmm. or events that that produce those sorts of right. emotions in mm -hmm. us. And I think, when I think about my pain, and I think, but I'm not depressed, I mean, I, I don't right. meet criteria for clinical depression, right. okay? I have some of the symptoms mm -hmm. I don't meet, but I don't get a diagnosis. Um, then there are patients, we see patients, mm -hmm. and there are some patients who have these sort of intractable, permanent right. conditions mm -hmm. that just feel like they reside somewhere in their brain, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. That it's, it that doesn't go away. It could be depression or anxiety. It could be any of those same things. Right, but, it, but there are conditions that we deal with that don't get better with treatment. Right. I mean, you can medicate them and get symptom reduction. Right. But the, but the it doesn't disappear. The, right. the illness mm -hmm. doesn't disappear. Right. You reduce symptoms. You have symptoms. to maintain treatment because as soon as you stop treatment, that's right. when the symptoms return. And we've all heard about people who, when they stop taking their medications, mm -hmm. that's when they get into right. trouble. That's mm -hmm. when suicide attempts right. or um, true impairment occurs. Mm -hmm. It's like high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as you're taking your medication, you'll be healthy. But if you stop taking your medication, mm -hmm. you're going to be in ill health. I had a friend who did that, mm -hmm. uh, died at 55, a, a, a really great artist. And he had high blood pressure, mm -hmm. and um, he took his medication. He did fine, and recently we heard he stopped taking his medication, and he was dead at fifty-five. Right. Okay, so it's the same with mental illness. Right. As long as you're taking your medication, you get symptom reduction, and you can live uh, a better life, right. a higher quality life, right. and the people around you can do that. Right. Okay, so those are mental right. health and, issues, and you, and you can tell the difference. You know, we can tell the difference mm -hmm. therapeutically when we're working <coughs> with some of these individuals right. because. You know, people with mental health conditions, you know, you can, when you're interacting with them, when you're providing treatment for them, mm -hmm. you can tell that there's a, uh, a, a mental health related um, vulnerability. They're, right. they're, they're, they're more, um, they're, they're a little bit, it's a little bit more difficult trying to employ, employ different strategies with That's them right. mm -hmm. because they are, um, because the way that the mental health condition is working within them, and it's, again, like you said, a very organic based mm -hmm. um, perspective. As opposed to those people who have some emotional health issues, right? Um, That's right. You know, you don't see that same vulnerability. You don't see that same um, level of uh, need or um, sensitivity or, or anything like that when you're when you're providing mm -hmm. treatment for them because right. overall they're sound. They're 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 solid. They're right. they're healthy. Um, it's just that they're dealing with something in their life that's causing them to to kind of um, struggle a little bit, and they just need help through that one you know that, right. that time in their life. And they respond to treatment. Always. I, I think the two thing the the other thing about the mental health is it responds to treatment. Right. Okay. And you can just feel people getting better mm -hmm. as they sort through things. And it doesn't. It almost if you if you select the correct intervention right. for that person. Um, some people like to do visual imagery mm -hmm. and some don't. Some right. like to do yoga and some don't. So you have to pick the right intervention right. for that person. Right. But they respond to the intervention. Right. Whereas people who have mental health issues, right. for example, a person with bipolar disorder, mm -hmm. if you have organic bipolar disorder, right. 
you're going to have manic episodes. Right. There, and unless you're taking medication, you're going to have manic episodes. Right. You can reduce the manic symptoms, right. the symptoms of mania, but you're still you're still going to experience that. And right. if you stop, mm -hmm. you're going to have a complete right. return to symptoms. Right now, and I wish that I would have had, you know, like you said, it's an aha moment reading this article. I wish I would have had this article three or four years ago. Years ago, uh, because right. I, I think that I would change, and, and I'm still trying to figure out right. how I can change some things in in, in the way that I work, mm -hmm. because. People with mental health conditions, they need a therapist. They need a psychologist, or they need a um, counselor to help them through, you know, dealing, you know, right. trying to build some skills and everything to to deal with those issues. A person with emotional health, they they don't need a therapist from a in the same way. They need a coach. They need just somebody to support them right. to to help um, encourage them and to mm -hmm. to say, hey, you know, this is this is you, know, you try this path. But right. it's not the same type of um, you know, it's not like you need the cardiologist. It's right. just, um, you know, you just need to take some deep breaths and you're going to be okay. Right. And, and that's along that same vein, um, a person with a mental health issue, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, mm -hmm. um, or any of the personality disorders, but mainly those real deep, mm -hmm. what we consider mental health issues, you take medication mm -hmm. and so you get symptom reduction. Right. The non drug interventions mm -hmm. are mainly designed to help you manage the other difficulties that you encounter right. in your life, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. How do you relate to other people? Yeah. How do you do your job? Right. Because um, it, how it, do you manage your life? Right, because the medication doesn't mm. solve all the problems. No. Um, mm -hmm. you, you still have to interact with people. You still have to you know, solve problems and do those kind of things. And so the therapy right. that we do then is to help deal with life, um, right. you know, while the medication is helping you deal with the symptoms. Right. Whereas an emotional health issue mm -hmm. is something that the therapist and the patient can, you can, you can, you can um, ameliorate the depress depressive right. symptoms and they will go away. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you will have a return mm -hmm. to normal functioning. Right. Okay? Absolutely. Um, so that a person who in, um, has, um, performance anxiety, for example. Mm -hmm. Well, you deal with athletes, right. okay? And so high-level, um, high-performing athletes, elite athletes, will mm -hmm. frequently encounter um, emotional right. turmoil of one type or another. Um, you help them deal with that, right. and it goes away. They learn how to manage it so that it goes away, right. okay? It's not a permanent condition. Right. It doesn't require ongoing medical treatment, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. as, as bipolar disorder mm -hmm. does. And if they, even if they're on an antidepressant, if they stop taking it, right. you can replace the medication mm -hmm. with other interventions, right. which is what we try to do. Right. But those are emotional health issues, right. okay? And Absolutely. I think that's another good distinction, is that when you work with, the, with elite athletes, you actually get rid of the anxiety. Right. You know, they learn right. how to manage it, and they get rid of it with or without medication. Right. Okay. Yeah, can't do that with you. Can't do that with bipolar disorder. Right. And I think it's unfortunate that we we work in such a um, when we work in such a pathology based world right, right now. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants a diagnosis. Right. Um, well, not that you want a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. It's you're looking for a diagnosis to explain what's going on because right. for some reason we believe that if we have a label to attach to it, mm -hmm. that uh, validates it and that makes it a real thing. And so now all of a sudden, you know, it, it's not because I, I there's something wrong with me. It's not because, well, 
it's not something that I'm choosing to do. It's something organic. It's that's something that's uh, outside of my control. Um, you know, it's the disease model of alcoholism, for example. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, it's it, it's that it's outside of my willpower that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And so I need treatment. You know, I may need to help with these things. Right. But it's not that I'm doing something to cause this. And we need to shift that to the perspective that you know what you may. It may just be some circumstantial things. Right. It may just be some things happening in your life right now that we just need to, you mm -hmm. know, sort of tweak a few a few things, uh, adjust a few things that right. are, that's happening in your life, and that may make the, all the difference in the world for you. That's right. And, and you're not mentally ill. You don't have a mental health condition. You just are dealing with some emotional things that's throwing you for a loop a little right. bit. And <clears throat> the other thing that we talk about here is stigma. Right. Okay. Because part of the problem is. People have this stigma of um, mental health, mm -hmm. you know, that I have a mental health problem. Right. Most of us don't have a mental health problem. Right. We have an emotional health problem, mm -hmm. okay? And yet the stigma mm -hmm. has, um, we, we've developed this, I think the stigma has um, occurred, has yeah. insinuated itself because we tend to think of mental health as somebody who needs to be institutionalized, right. somebody who is so mentally ill that they can't function mm -hmm. or that they're frightening to the rest of the world. Most of our issues are not mental health issues. Right. They are emotional health right. issues. But people are reluctant to seek treatment because they're thinking, well, I have a mental health issue. Absolutely. And you don't, you have an emotional health issue. Mm -hmm. And there we enter the world of social policy issues. Right. Because you take the typical, mm -hmm. um, uh, here's, here's a perfect example. In the military, if you're a pilot, Mm -hmm. or if you're a highly trained technician of some type, but typically pilots, you can't go to a psychologist and say, I need a few days off right. because I'm getting stressed. Right. If you do that, you have lost your wings. Right. You, it, they're taken away, okay? Mm -hmm. Because your need for rest is equated to a, men, a serious mental right. health issue and you can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. So. It's the same, it, it, it's it's that way with work. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you automatically get this. Or let's take what's happening in schools. Mm -hmm. Most of the children who are coming to our attention in mm -hmm. schools have emotional health issues. Right. Very few have mental health issues. And yet they and their parents are still reluctant mm -hmm. to get help Absolutely. because they're thinking, well, I don't want my child to be labeled. And your child shouldn't be labeled. Right. There shouldn't be a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But the way our system is set up, yeah. there were times, there were places where you and I have worked where we had to make a diagnosis, yeah, we still do. even when we didn't have one. It wasn't a diagnosis. Right. It was this kid just needed a little tweaking. Right. Which is which is one of the reasons why <coughs> I use the diagnosis of an adjustment disorder adjustment. most common commonly yeah. because um, what we're saying there is that there's something happening in the kid's life in the person's life that's. Right you know, messing with them mm -hmm. emotionally or with anxiety or with their behavior. Right. And we just need to address that stressor. And once that's we address right. that stressor, the diagnosis goes away. They're gonna be fine. Um, and right. so that's, you know, that is one way that we can sort of work within the system mm -hmm. while not necessarily, um, you know, yeah. doing this massive diagnosis that's going right. to stick with a person for the rest of their life. And we typically think of youngsters and teenage, mm -hmm. particularly teenagers as, you know, is it diagnostic? Right. In, in most cases, it's not going to be. Right. I mean, only only 20% of teenagers really struggle deeply with adolescence. I mean, right. most, most get through with a few cuts and bruises. Right. But only 20%, and of that 20%, even a smaller portion yet mm -hmm. have a serious mental 
Yes, most right. of them have emotional health issues. Right, which is which is what gets us to the, the to the issue of statistics, right? right. Because right. We're, we deal with these prevalency rates that are really astronomical. I mean, you, we've talked before lots of times about the prevalency rates of ADHD, for example, and how they vary in different places. Where you have a, a you know a country like France that has a prevalency rate of what two or three percent for right. ADHD right. compared to you know. Um, southern, uh, the, the southeastern United States, where the, the percentage rate is, you know, almost, uh, almost approaching 20 percent. Right. Um, and there can't be that much, much mm -hmm. of a difference. Uh, Not an organic disorder. Organically, right. right. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's got to be something that's environmental. Right. And if it's something environmental, then we're probably talking more about the whole issue of emotional health as right. opposed to uh, mental health. That's right. Even in the United States. Uh, yeah. Prevalence rates vary from region to region. Right. Absolutely, that's not disease. That, right. that's, that's there's something else at work there. Right, okay. right. So, so, so we have to keep that in mind when we look at the prevalency rates of some of these conditions, mm -hmm. because it's probably not. And it makes sense when you think of something that's certainly organic, something right. like schizophrenia. Uh, schizophrenia mm -hmm. is certainly organic. And the prevalency rate is about 1%. Right, that's right. Around the world. Around the world. Those, those are fairly stable rates mm -hmm. across the globe. But then you have ADHD that ranges anywhere from 2% in some places to right. almost 20% in other places. Or anxiety disorders right. or depressive disorders. So right. you have those vast, uh, that, that variability mm -hmm. in, in um, statistics, and that's a good indication that right. we're not dealing with an or strictly an organic disorder. Right, right. So there, there's something else going on. It's getting this formal diagnosis, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that formal diagnosis right. is what's really happening. That's right. Uh, many times it's just an emotional health issue. Right. And I think I think this is an incredibly important distinction. Absolutely. Whether it's for your you're looking at your children and you're saying is this a mental health issue or is it an emotional health issue? Right. Um, get somebody to help you work through right. that. Yeah. And so then there's your something own going on in your life, like a divorce right. or, sure. um, you know, mm -hmm. that we are just going through, is near the end of the school year, so everybody's going through right. the high stakes testing and everything. College acceptance, right. you know, that whole. If your kid is experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety right now, it's probably not a mental health condition. Right. This is probably just an emotional health thing that's happening because of the circumstances going right. on in their life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, when make the distinction, think about the distinction between mental health and emotional health. It's not recognized yet in any right. formal documents, yeah. but I think at a practical level, yeah. uh, we ought to be thinking about it. I think it has important implications for the stigma right. against mental health. People aren't getting help when they really just need a little bit of fine tuning right. once in a while. We all do. We all right. need some emotional coaching, some mm -hmm. emotional work. Um, it's not a mental health issue. So the stigma, the statistics, the treatment, the response mm -hmm. to treatment, right. all those are important. Um, and, and if we make this distinction, I think, I think we're going to be in a much more productive, um, dealing with this in a much more productive way. Well, more people are going to get seek treatment. Seek treatment, and, and, right. And, and again, it's not treatment from mm -hmm. a medical perspective. It's treatment from a psychosocial perspective right. of just, mm -hmm. hey, you know, let's, we get, I'm just going to coach you. Right. Let's, let's, let's get through this. So. That's right. No, we, do, we have the luxury of working together. And so I can walk into Bernie's office and say, hey, I'm really struggling with such and such. That's an emotional yeah. health issue. Yeah. Okay, it needs a little tweaking, need a little advice, and you move on. Absolutely. Okay? So, and we all should have that availability and luxury. Absolutely. So. so, all right. Well, that is it for today. So, um, read the articles. The link, yeah. to, the links to the articles are in the show note. Um, and so, you know, check those out. Great information. And we would love to hear from you if you have any questions, any comments, any thoughts about it. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, feedback from from many of you out right. there uh, through YouTube. 
um, our, uh, our subscriptions are, are really taking off. We're, we're, we're getting a lot more people um, checking us out there. Right. So if, if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you're, you're right to us. I try to respond to everyone. It's, it's a little bit difficult, yeah. um, but uh, I, I'm doing my best to try to respond to everyone. So if you have a question, if you have any thoughts or comments, you know, send us something there. And um, you know, if you have a topic that you'd like for us to cover, right. uh, let us know and uh, we'll be there. So, right. all okay. right. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.